the Radio Randomly podcast. Hosted by Gondi, chatting randomly to radio people about radio. Bruno Boucher joins us on the podcast. Hey, mate. I've never said that, joins us on the podcast. Yeah, all your other openers are really like, you just roll into it really casually. Yeah. But this is like some ABC conversation <laughs> hour thing. And I make it sound like I've got a team. Joins us. Yeah, join <laughs> It's me, and that's it. Dear listener, how are you? How are you? How are you? Let us know. Yeah. How's it being back in a radio studio? I know you haven't been out of the game all that long, but you're back. Yeah. You know, it was really weird. Uh, actually, this morning, I uh, went into uh, Kiss. It had been the first time I'd been in there for a few months. And just seeing the old team, and of course, Kyle and Jack, and uh, Sonia, the new EP, was the senior producer at the time that I was EP, there was something kind of odd about it. Like, the best way... The best analogy that I can that I can really use is it's kind of like someone sleeping with your missus in front of you, <laughs> yeah. but like not in a hot way, like yep. in an emotional way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had that feeling this morning. So you're not in any hurry to go back. Is that, uh, is that what you mean? No, I just mean like you kind of feel like, oh, this was my home. This is where I did, you know, a lot of my stuff. And then yep. you're like, oh, I'm just an outsider now with my dumb visitor's badge. Yeah, know? right. Well, lots happened in the last few months, which I, I want to talk to you oh, about. Yeah, You've yeah, taken sure. over management for Kyle now, yes. Uh, yes. which is something that's come up and, and we will get to that uh, very soon. But uh, for so, anyone... so formal, you're already hooking. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> get that to uh, very soon. But for now... <laughs> I'm falling back into the radio no, I'm stuff. I'm loving it, mate. This is great. <laughs> well, it keeps people listening. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is a podcast. They can just flick forward to the good stuff. Yeah. But in the meantime, enjoy some boring <laughs> shit for the next 20 minutes <laughs> before we get to so that. So you grew up in Brisbane. <laughs> yeah. Discuss further. <laughs> oh, let's just, no, actually, let's go straight to it then. Okay, let's, okay. let's go to the Kyle management stuff. Yes, yes. Come on, let's get straight into yeah, the good right. stuff. So how did that come about? So it was one of those things I had announced back in November that I was leaving the Kyle and Jackie O show as EP. I yep. was kind of done with radio. I felt like I'd um, felt like I couldn't do any more than I could. As arrogant as this sounds, I probably felt like I was at the top of my game, and I was like, "Man, you can probably only go down from there." Right. And I'm sort of uh, one of those people. I've got to be like crazily passionate about what I do, like obsessive about it. And if I'm not, um, I'll, I'll do something else. So it was one of those things where it came to contract renegotiation time, and I just thought, you know what? Let's not even go down that uh, avenue because um, I'm not going to come back. And so uh, I, I went back to a company that I'd worked for previously in like um, sort of housewares and consumer electronics doing like um, international marketing and sales. That sounds them. boring though. When you it, compare the two, like the fun that you're having in the morning, I know the hours suck, but what are you doing? You're selling housewares? Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> oh, like no. barbecues and stuff no. like that. <laughs> <laughs> And couldn't so, pay me. You couldn't double my pay to do that. Well, you know, I, I, I quite enjoyed it, but it was one of those things where the first week in the job, um, Kyle called and he yeah. was like, ah, do you miss me? And I was like, yeah, mate, of course. Like, what's up? And he was like, oh, I've got this job for you. Do you want to take it? And uh, without even discussing it any further, I was like, yeah, I'm going to take it. He's like, great, because it pays 40 grand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fiddlesticks. <laughs> Should have asked that question up front. <laughs> Should have sold some barbecues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you left the job not knowing that that was on the cards and then no. that saved you from selling the barbecues, basically, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, you're making it sound awful. Like, <laughs> I, I really did enjoy the job. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I, I, I prefer working with Kyle. Like, you know, yeah. we've been working together for the best part of 10 years. We obviously did the radio stuff. We've done TV stuff. We wrote book together. It's funny you mentioned the book. We'll get to that at some point in the podcast. <laughs> uh, but 
the thing is, so what does that mean? Like you, so you've taken over because Kyle had a manager for a long time. So yeah. what does that mean for you? Do you know, are um, you still getting your head around it? To an extent. Yeah. I, yeah. I am getting my head across it. I, I guess what it means is, um, uh, Kyle does more than just the radio show. There's uh, many other kind of, uh, uh, side businesses, investments and everything like that. And it's just making sure that they, um, uh, continue to grow and that the radio stuff, uh, continues to be well managed and, you know, any future opportunities. What about his manager that he had? Oh, so Andy's still in the picture. Right. What happened is they, um, uh, we have a record label over there that, uh, look after a lot of like writing and publishing rights for yep. artists over there. And that business has gone really well. And, um, Andy, couldn't really be in two places at once. Like he couldn't look after Kyle's day-to-day stuff in Australia whilst doing the U.S. stuff. So Andy's now concentrated on the U.S. stuff uh, and I'm looking after the Australian stuff for Kyle. God, I've got to get to this position one day where I've just got, you know, former radio mates just working for me, <laughs> running my record label, yeah. doing all this stuff. I mean, well, it's an amazing position to, to get likeable. yourself in. I'm sure that that'll, uh, that'll happen soon. In fact, you know, I, 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 meant to, I meant to tell you, listening to you know, your show and of course this podcast, is there, you're, you're sometimes too likable. And I just wonder, yeah, I just wonder, is there anyone that hates you? Uh, I'm sure there is. I don't think so. No. The fact that you can't think of anyone specifically. Uh, ask a few people around the workplace, uh, in the office. I'm sure there, there is always a bit of tension. I think you're saying that because it's likable. No, I'm not. I'm honestly, I'm not. I, I feel that everyone listening would probably agree with me and be like, yeah, he's like, too good of a bloke. Well, so what do I do? Do I edge it up? I don't, I'm not sure what to do. I mean, it's you, obviously you worked for... You can't do anything. Your destiny in life is to be liked. No, but that's not a good thing, is to just be liked by everyone. I probably, wouldn't say that's a good thing. I don't know. It probably is. No, it's not, mate. But that's your future. You've just got to accept that you're a good bloke that everyone likes. No, you're a fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you. You're a fuckhead. Get off my podcast. I'm going to edge this thing right up. <laughs> Actually, you know what I thought you should rename the podcast to? Yeah. Is... Um, um, uh, all the random jobs I've done. Like the amount of chats that you've had with people where you guys will be talking about reality TV or something, you'll be like, uh, you know, I was the guy that actually uh, handed the card to uh, Sonia for elimination. <laughs> you have listened to a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you always <laughs> pop up with these random jobs of like, well, you know, I used to work in a... Yeah, I used to, so with the Sonia one, I was the fake housemate on Big Brother. Yeah. So they announce the eviction and I walk out and I pretend to be that housemate. How, do you, how did you get a job like that? Fitzy. From, oh, right, Yeah, right, right, from right. Fitzy and Whipper. For ages, he said to me, you should go on Big Brother. And I said, I don't want to be one of those guys. I kind of want to work my way up in radio and not be on reality TV. Yeah. And he's like, man, I reckon I could get you at least in the top 50. Like you sort of put you in front of the producers. That's a man with clout, at uh, least in the top oh, 50. I think he's, yeah, 50, 20. He didn't <laughs> want to guarantee me <laughs> yeah, the gig, yeah, but he yeah, just yeah, said yeah. I can get you in front of the, yeah. the producers. And eventually I moved to Brisbane to do radio. And I said, oh, well, you know, maybe rather than go on the show, I wish I, I, wish I went to go on the show now, yeah. looking back on it. I said, how about... I work behind the scenes on the show and get an idea for TV. Yeah. I thought I was going to go in off the back of Fitzy, getting me a gig there. I thought I was going to be making decisions on the TV show, kind of like a radio producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I was a dead set shit kicker. Fantastic. Mate, I had to get around doing the shittest stuff I never want to do ever again. Around the block, around the lot there on the Gold Coast, 
um, all the executive producers of the show and stuff, they'd smoke, right? Yep. And, uh, my job was to go around and empty the ashtrays <laughs> on the ground after they'd been smoking there for a few days. Oh, I love that. It was fucked. That's fantastic. And wait, am I losing my mind? Did, did I just make this up? Did Fitzy also promise you that he could get you in maybe the top 50 on the block? <laughs> Yeah. Is that right? Top 50. Top at least. 50. Yeah. So is, he, is Fitzy just going around town <laughs> promising, like, as like a reality TV broker kind of He's a guy? He's like, mate, idol, you want it? If it comes back, top 50. Yeah, like I'll Australia's get you got talent. I can probably get you to the <laughs> And I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> what about TV for you guys? Because you, I know you're a part of uh, Kyle's Judge Show. What's that? Oh, yeah, Trial by Kyle. Trial by yes. Kyle. You're a part of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a you consultant it? on it. Consultant, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really fun show. Like, you know, it was kind of interesting seeing some It's a little of the, bit acted uh, out, I've got to say, the first couple of... Uh, I really like the concept, yeah, and I think yeah. Kyle's great for it. Yeah. But, but that guy from Maths that was on it... Oh, yeah, NASA. Oh, NASA. And he, he acted over the top, and I thought, this guy, get out. Yeah, he, he was a strange one. It, you yeah. know, I, I think we learned a lot from the pilot episodes... Right. Uh, Can you get some episode. real? Are you going to get some real ones in there? For yeah, the yeah. Well, of I mean, season? to be fair, that NASA one was real. He did have an issue with Jaden, this this paparazzi guy. Right. Um, but I think that he kind of saw it more as an opportunity to, you know, like lighten right. it up a bit and yeah, stuff right. like that. But um, I oh, know there's some really good cases. Like we start shooting in uh, late. March, early April. Yeah. And there's already some really interesting ones that are starting to come through and some celeb ones and everything. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I think, I think it, it's a really good fit for Kyle, uh, primarily because he doesn't have to do a whole lot. Like he just turns up and he just listens to two people rabbit on about stuff and then yep. he just makes a decision. So I've heard him talk about the show though. And he says how he did it, not really wanting it to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And now yeah, he yeah. has to do it. Yeah, that's how Kyle feels about a lot of things. Like, <laughs> he's a big fan, Kyle, of after the radio show, going home, getting into his undies, and watching Foxtel. That's what until I do. He falls asleep, and then it's the next day, and then he does the radio show. You know, yep. and and anything that eats into undie and Foxtel time is like a bother. Right. Yeah, and how I can he... I can understand that. So, how does he have stuff to talk about on the show the next day? Great question. Is it a producer thing? Is it all the producers kind of? No, I've well, often I mean, wondered how that show gets put together. Yes. Oh, I can definitely tell you that. No, but but the reality is I do exaggerate a bit. I mean, Kyle does live quite a fun and colourful life. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, it, it's more even for him. The problem is often remembering some of the stories because I'll, I'll remind him on a Monday. I'm like, hey, remember how you pretty much got into a fist fight with a security guard at Channel 10? And he's like... Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. I'm like, that'd be a great story for the air. And he's like, yeah, you're right. You know, so right. it's sometimes <laughs> more reminding him uh, of um, of what he's been up to. It's funny. Um, I've only met Kyle a couple of times. Yeah, nicest bloke to me. Yes, and I'm sure a lot of people go into it thinking he's not going to be. But yes. the times I've met him, very giving of his time and super nice guy. Interested in my radio show. Uh, whether he's heard any of it, I doubt it. But you know, interested and in, and in having a genuine chat. Is that just with radio people? Because he's a radio guy. Well, he 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 very much is a radio geek, but he's also just uh, a yeah. He is a nice guy. Yeah, I've got to tell you. Um, obviously there is an on air. I don't even want to call it an on air persona because that seems phony. But you know what it's like when you're on the air. You'll exaggerate certain elements of your personality. 
And with Kyle, I think it comes very easy for him um, to kind of be that um, that sarcastic kind of guy because yeah. that does exist within him. But in his day-to-day life, um, he, he he's a very nice, charming guy. And um, And look, the reality is I wouldn't have worked with him for the amount of time that I've worked with him and be working with him now if I didn't think he was a good bloke. That's, yeah. that's, that's just the reality. But he is a radio geek first and foremost. Like, you know, when you, um, you know, like a lot of the radio forums and shit like that, you read a lot of negativity towards Kyle. And, and, and not that I'd ever post uh, on it, but, you know, like I feel like telling them, look, you're welcome to have your opinion about Kyle, but know that first and foremost, he's a radio geek. Like he, he's, he's, he's worked all around the country, you know, from as far as, Perth, your Mackays, your Townsvilles, you know, and, he, and he's, he's really put in the hard yards and yeah, now he is what he is, yeah. you know, but, but, but he is a radio guy. Like I, I, I think that it's, I think that it's sometimes sad that as an industry, we're so quick to shit on our own. Yeah. Like really? Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. That's half the reason why I started this podcast because I wanted to a chance to, you know, you you might read something on radio today and you go maybe there's another side to that story yeah. or you want to hear a little bit more about it and I guess you get a little bit more rather than when you read something in print sometimes too you think that's fucked and then when you actually get someone talking about it you go oh okay yeah now I get it no I I, I agree with you like I don't want to sound like a wanker but you know this is a fun industry and it should be celebrated yeah you know like there's a lot of good blokes in it oh and ladies and yes. thems and they oh, <laughs> 2019 yeah. and um there's a lot of great people in it and I don't see why we're so quick to tear one another down you know yeah honestly some might say that's Kyle's thing on the air, though. Yeah, yeah of course. You know? Just <laughs> as I said it, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, like uh, hoping, <laughs> hoping you're not too consistent with picking up on there. Yeah, yeah, some might say that, but then that's the thing. That's why when I met him in person, I'm like, this guy is great. Yeah. And I've I've always I've been a fan of Kyle from the from the get go. Yeah. Um, from when I was you know 15, 16, and. Uh, listening to him on the night show, but like, I'm someone who read the book that you guys put together oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. I went, Oh, Kyle didn't get the, uh, hot 30 until he was 30. Yeah. And I go, I'm 32. Oh, there's still time for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be hosting, you know, kiss Sydney breakfast in 10 years or who knows, you know, what, I think what? we do put a lot of, uh, pressure on ourselves age wise. And when you see people who are doing really well in radio, they're well into their thirties because they got that life experience. And like you said, Kyle would have jumped around in his twenties to all kinds of different stations. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, can I tell you the life experience thing? I totally agree with. I mean, there's so many radio people and, and, and look, I'm not, you know, uh, I, I'm not shitting on anyone, but there's a lot of radio people and you can tell that they haven't really gotten their asses kicked by life yet, yep. you know? And, um, and, uh, I feel that once that happens once or twice, you're so much more interesting as a personality on the air, you yeah. know, like it's so, um, it's so compelling to hear someone that's this well-rounded three-dimensional person on the air, as opposed to everything's great and I'm the cool guy and you know, everything like that. You said that was my problem though. You said I'm uh... <laughs> no, well, you know, I didn't say likable, you know, I didn't, right. I didn't want to drag you. And I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure you've had your ups and downs. Oh, for sure. Mate, What's I've... the worst thing that's happened to you? Uh, in radio or in life? In life. Oh, should I not have asked that? Um, You'd be like, oh, worse. I wouldn't say it's the worst thing that's happened to me, but, uh, never met my mum. Right. Yeah. Never met her. Never yeah. had anything to do with her. And then when I finally tracked her down, she'd died six months uh, before that. Jesus. Yeah, and for a long time I thought this doesn't phase me, but now that I get a bit older and I'm getting into my thirties, yeah. I start to think, you know, it would have been nice to to meet her or find out yeah, why. Yeah, and yeah. 
that kind of stuff. So it's one of those things that you kind of suppress until you get to an yeah, age where yeah, yeah. that stuff really starts Fuck. to to get to you. So I, and she 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 died of a drug overdose. Jesus. Yeah, six months before I, I found her. That's insane. Yeah. Where, where, where was she living? Uh, she was in Sydney, yeah. um, which is where I was born, but yep. then moved to um, Perth with my dad. But then we just had absolutely nothing to do uh, with each other and yep. never really found out why. That was Jeez. it. And how are you such a well-adjusted person? Because uh, my dad raised me in a kind of pretty normal situation, I guess. Yeah. Did you have a stepmom? Uh, yeah, had a stepmom. My yep. dad's not with her anymore. Right, and then right. I found out that well, I knew of my sister, yep. um, my two sisters actually, yep. uh, from the same mum, and I reconnected with them when I found out that my mum had passed away. Jeez. So I kind of look at it as a positive in that light. I go, okay, well... I've got that out of the situation, not lost a mum that I'll never yeah, meet. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a weird thing because even talking about it now, yeah. the realization is is that I'll never have those answers. Yeah. yeah. And and it's funny, well, not this situation, but it's funny that as you get older, you start to be a lot more curious about your past. Yeah. You know? And and and, and yeah. I know exactly what you're saying that You'd start to ask yourself questions of like, oh, well, was it know, me? Yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. All, yeah, all that kind of stuff. I've talked Jeez, a little I, bit. I, I didn't, I didn't even realize that, mate. That's, well, I've, um, I've talked about it a little yeah. bit on the air, but I'm also not someone who's going to milk it for um, any kind of sympathy no, no, or no, no, use I, it I as as an excuse in life. You hear a lot of people using things as excuses, and I think, mate, use it as motivation, I guess, yeah, if anything, yeah, yeah. not an excuse. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, I'm I'm floored. That's that's just incredible. I mean, that's the one that springs to mind when you ask me. But yeah. there's um there's other things. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got that one thing, you know. Everyone's got that. Jeez. Everyone's got something. Yeah. Um. So tell me, how does the show get put together then? Because you're getting up. I read you get up at 1.30, 2.30 in the morning. Back when you were the yes. executive producer, Colin yes, Jackio. Yes, yes. So yes, how's it all come together? So yeah, I mean, look, there was certainly an obsessive streak with it, and I don't know if those hours were necessarily the right way uh, to do a show. But the way that it would work was, uh, I mean, we've got a we've got a really strong uh, producing team. We'd all have one central document where we'd feed all of our ideas back to. We'd have a pre-production meeting at about 5, 5.30, start going through stuff, amend the rundown. Like I know a lot of shows probably midday the day before, you know, set and forget. They're like, yep, that's that's what we're going to do. With us, it was always a challenge to try to make it as fresh as possible. Like, you know, who's the guest that we need to chase? What's this phoner that we can do? What's this stunt that we can pull off something that's uh, just popped up in the news that morning? Or what can we do to set the news, you know? Yeah. So so, so that's the way that we do it. Kyle and Jack had both come in um, at about 5.50. And, 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 that's, and just so you know, from a producer's perspective, that's fine because I'd be constantly in communication with uh, Jackie the night before about the show. And with Kyle, part of his shtick is not really being too in on the show. Right. So for him, it's all very surface level of, oh, geez, we've got Mel B after eight. Geez, I haven't spoken to her in so long, you know. And, and, and that's not bad because, you know, some radio shows that you listen to, I think sometimes the presenters are too in and they know what they're talking about. But as a listener, you feel like you're a bit on the outside. And I guess that by Kyle not being totally aware of what's going on on the show, uh, makes him uh, one with the listener. Yeah, I tried to pull that on my PD too. It didn't fly. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing it, Kyle. I was like, mate, I don't, need, I don't need to know everything. I'll just, uh, you know, I'll 
I'll play the role of the listener. I'll ask the questions. He's like, a little more preparation yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, might be good. Yeah, so, yeah. But that, that, that works for you guys. Is, is there a pressure being the biggest radio show in the country to, to set a standard every single day? Or is it just, I've never been in there. I know a few people that have gone in behind the scenes and seen how it works. I, yeah. I've not been one of those people. But is it uh, just another radio show when you finally get yourself in there? Just with a lot more producers and production and... From the outside looking in, it, yes. it feels big. But when you're actually working in on it, do you feel that? Does it feel that big, or does it just feel like another radio you, show? Yeah, you know what it feels like. It feels like we have a lot more luck than other shows. And I know that you create your own luck, but by that I mean when we're chasing someone in particular, or when we're doing something on the air, things just seem to fall in place. The brand helps, for Kyle and Jack. Yeah, the brand helps. But I mean, the amount of times that we've just mention something on the air like oh you know um uh a caller will call up and be like oh i saw this hot guy he was on this and that train blah 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 and within two minutes you've got that guy on the air because he was listening or yeah. a friend was listening and handed the phone over you know it's it's that kind of stuff but that comes with being a big show and also being a show that's relevant to pop culture. So I know that sounds a bit arrogant, like, Oh, you're the big show, but it's like, yeah. And it makes life a lot easier. That, that first and foremost helps us produce the show being as big as we are being as listened as we are, then just everything seems to fall into place. Do you ever, with, get, with to, very little planning. Do you ever get to the end of the show and feel like that was a shit show? Oh, look, of course I've had shows where, you know, we've walked away deflated where we thought, Oh, we could have done this better. Or we could have done this better. But um, uh, look, overall, looking back at my time with Kyle and Jack, I mean, I think we've had a lot more good shows than bad shows. Yeah. You mentioned something before about, you know, it was more to do, I guess, with um, with the difficulty of having such a big show. And what is the, the difficult thing is the expectation that comes with the ratings. Yeah. Like you're a number one guy, right? On the coast. Yeah, yeah no, but, but you're a number one guy. Yeah, right? I'll claim it. And, and, and don't you think it's a lot more stressful being a number one guy? Because there's, you know, I know More it's, the old, yeah, yeah. it's the old cliche, there's only one direction to go, yep. you know, and, and just because of the nature of ratings, um, sometimes you have a weaker book and, and it has happened where we've slipped, you know, where Jonesy and Amanda on WSFM, um, have, have, have beaten us for a survey or two and, and shit that, that happens and geez, we get smashed, uh, in the media when that happens, you know, oh, it's all over. They've been dethroned. They've been this, they've been that. Um, and then lo and behold, in a few weeks, we, we come back, you know, when that happens, how much attention are you paying to other shows in the market? Especially maybe the team that went number one, like a Jonesy and Amanda, do you start to go, well, what are they doing? Well, or do you just stick to what you guys do? Yeah, strong? no, no, no. I, I'm a big believer in, in spending less time worrying about what other people are doing and more about how we strengthen our brand. Having said that, I do, um, I do stay across, um, what everyone is doing in the market. I think it's just a healthy thing. Just knowing where you fit in the market, what your opposition are doing, how they're presenting themselves on the air. But, um, how do you find the time when you're up at one thirty in the morning and in bed by nine thirty? You've, you've got a young daughter as well. Yeah. Where do you find the time to, to, to put the show together no, and well, then listen to other shows? Well, 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 I live out in the country, so the commute is pretty big. Right. So th there's always stuff to do in the car and, and everything like that. Put on so, a podcast. Yeah, and, so that's where you'll kind of listen to their best bits or just flick around. But then what will you change off the bat? You might hear something go, oh, that's good, and then change something? It's, is um, that what you'd do? No, I, I, would never, I would never change something. It's mm. probably just more of um, how hard we can go on something that I then deem as being unique to us. Right. Yeah. Like whether it's a, a competition or a guest 
or a stunt or whatever it is, I'm like, oh, this is, this is all us, you know, like, yep. let me think of a bad example. Um, oh, let's say that everyone's talking about the Fortnite craze. I'll be like, mm, yeah, you know what? Unless we've got a really unique angle with it, I don't want to get lost in the crowd. Let's do something else, right? You okay. Know? Yeah. It's, no, I'm with it's, you. It's a bit like that. I yeah. just want to be, uh, just want to be relatively unique, and and especially with a heritage show like Kyle and Jacks, it's really important to uh, to be aware that uh, we could sound a bit old and out of touch. Yeah. Right. J- j- just because of yeah. the fact that we've been around for so long. Yeah. So it's like, well, you've got to become obsessive about staying relevant. Yeah. Right. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And how do you guys manage the sick days? Oh yeah, the sick days. Yeah. Well, look. Kyle will be the first one to say that he's not the healthiest man on earth. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Although he's certainly taking steps where he's, um, he's trying to eat healthier and, and, and do a little bit more exercise. The reality is that some days he's, he's unwell. And, uh, what's happened most recently is Bo Ryan's been brought in, uh, to do the show with Jackie. And that's been, um, that's been working pretty well. We haven't, really noticed any drop off in terms of uh, ratings or anything like that when, when Bo's jumped in. Right. So yeah, it's just one of those things where you've just got to work with it. You know, you can't, can't stress too much about it. How do the sick days work? Kyle just, uh, is it that morning? Is it the night before? Um, if uh, he look, just puts the call in, uh, no, he'll, he'll give himself until the morning. Yeah. Like even if he's feeling a bit unwell the night before, he'll give himself until the morning. Um, and if he, like the, the, the thing with Kyle, he's got these really like, um, uh, crippling migraines. Uh, I, I don't know. Have you had migraines? No, I've, I've I know never, people that have. Yeah, I, yeah, I've never, I've never had them, but yeah. I, I, I do know how, um, how crippling they can be, and it's just one of those things where, you know, you can hardly get out of bed. So it's one of those things where it's like, mate, and I know that Kyle wants to either operate at a hundred percent or not at all. Not at all. Which do you think that's a concern enough. of the show that Kyle dies? Is it a concern of the show that Kyle dies? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, now that you mention it, yeah, like I'd rather great. I'd rather him not die of in, in the same way that I'd rather Jackie not die yes. either. So, yeah, no, I think it's a very serious concern. But no, you read the, the and I don't read, I yeah. don't believe everything that I read, but you're yeah. like thirty coffees a day and doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it's it's really unhealthy, and you think, oh, that guy could die in the next five yes, years. Yes, yes. And what does that mean? Yeah. That's the end. Yeah, that is a lot of coffees. Yeah, not thirty. I, I think that he's probably got it closer to about. 12 wow. now? Yeah. Yeah, which is a bit more reasonable. Never referenced on the show either. Like, I, I listen out the next day. Jackie doesn't bring up the sick days. It's not talked yeah, about. just roll with it. Just keep going. I mean, look, uh, why highlight what could be perceived as a negative? You just roll on. Right. Yeah. I think so. How yeah. often are you sick? Uh, not that, not as often as I'd like. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like a few more days in bed if I could, uh, if I could pull it off. What's, um, I'm really curious to know what, uh, I've got two things to say. One yeah. of them is a question of what's next for you. Mm. And then the second thing is a few years ago when Today FM were umming and ahhing about what they were going to do with breakfast, I had convinced myself that there was going to be one of two options that they were going to roll with, right? And they were the two shows that I perceived uh, in the network as having the best chemistry. It was your show and it was uh, Ryan John's show. Oh, yeah. It was with Tanya. Yeah. In, in Today Canberra. FM's a big jump, though. I mean, they were in Canberra and we were on the coast. But, so. but you see, but not, not really, because at the end of the day, I'm a huge believer that, um, yeah, okay, profile means something. Like, I yep. guess that you're saying, oh, I'm on the central coast, so I don't have profile. Yeah, I, I get that. Profile means a little bit. 
But for me, chemistry is 90% of it. Yeah. And if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Like I'm a huge believer. Well, in I that. think it's worked with uh, Kyle and Jackie O, Hamish and Andy. Yeah. These, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they've got the radio backgrounds. Yeah. 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 Prior to the profile, I think radio got them the profile. Yes. So. And, and, and I'd convinced myself, yeah. and I was telling everyone that would listen to me that I have a feeling that that's what they're going to go with. And, yeah. and, and so my rationale behind that was, um, they had um, gotten a lot of uh, higher profile people in and everything like that. And, and for one reason or another, it didn't quite seem to, to work. No worries. And I just thought that, okay, that, that's what's going to happen. Let's be prepared for that. I, I, I'd, I'd con- I was 100% sure. I would have put every dollar I had that it was either going to be you in the chair or, or, or Ryan. So you're talking about myself with Bree. Yes. So I was Bree and Gaundy yep. at the time. Yep. And now everyone thinks I'm a failure because that didn't happen. So thanks, Bruno. <laughs> I never ended up going in there. But yeah. I don't even think it was on the radar. I think uh, I definitely think Bree and I felt great. Yeah. Um, I felt like we could definitely take it somewhere. Radio is very subjective, like music, you know. Yeah. While some people, while you might have liked it and thought we sound good, other people maybe didn't i'm not sure but you guys were also getting traction for your segments around australia and stuff like uh, you know i i do keep an eye on anyone that makes any types of waves and consistently you guys did a segment was... actually i i talked about i talked to oh, kyle about I heard this. this now was this the uh the the uh, uh, double uh or the uh, the half speed segment? yes yeah 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 tell so me about that w- we did a thing on on air yeah, yeah. uh where i mean and it's i don't think we we're the first ones to ever do it yeah, but yeah. uh we slowed down our voices on your uh, on your podcast yes, yes and yes. when you slow it down you sound drunk and we yeah. did that accidentally we thought we'd do a break on it yeah and then within a week um kyle and jackie i yeah, did the yeah, exact yeah, same yeah. break and we were like there's just too much of a coincidence here yeah, yeah, yeah. someone's heard it they thought oh, maybe we can roll with it and, and, and do I can, it i can tell you hand on my heart yeah it was um, this uh, podcast listener in Canberra who's like a super fan of the show who's got like a tad of Kyle and Jack yeah. that hit us up and said the same thing, which is, oh, I accidentally bumped but the, here's the, the thing, one and a half setting. Our Saturday show yeah. went into Canberra and we played that break. Right. So we thought maybe this guy like old mated, uh, had heard it on the weekend or whatever yeah. and then gone, oh, I want to get my favorite radio show to do that. Right. That sounds funny. But look, for what it's worth, I, it I am the... happy to freely acknowledge that okay. <laughs> you guys did it before, like no stress, you know, you yeah. guys did it before us. I'm sure other people no have worries. done it, but yeah. Yeah. It's but just it the is timing. hilarious. The timing was, we did it on the, we did it during the week. We played it on our Saturday show and then Kyle and Jack did it that, that, that same week. Yeah. Although I wouldn't mind the idea of just being quite open and being like, yeah, fuck it. You know what? We go around, we take bits and we make it our own. And guess what, bitch? We make it better than you did it. It's funny. That's what Kyle said to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when, I, when I saw him, I said, yeah. He, I said, Kyle, um, we did a bit on air and then and then you guys did this bit on air. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we probably stole it. And I was like, oh, okay. No worries. No, he was joking around, yeah, but yeah. He, he said exactly what you oh, just how said. Funny. <laughs> okay, well, that's interesting to yeah, yeah, that's yeah, interesting know. To know. Uh, what's next for me? Uh, yeah. I'm in a pretty sweet spot right now because uh, I love where I'm at. You know, yeah. it's, it's and an you hour mentioned from Sydney. a lot like how well you get paid. Well, what's good pay? I mean, I'm I'm I'd love Kyle pay. I'd love Jackie O pay. Yeah, I'd yeah, love yeah. probably what you were getting paid to to work on that show. But you know, the lifestyle um, for me is is great. Yeah. Uh, and now from Sydney, I, I live right near the beach. We brought our house. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, the pay's you know better than what my teachers would have been getting paid when they taught me. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. always a goal of mine to get yeah. paid more than the teachers at school. Yep. 
Uh, but would I like to double it, triple it? Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, course, yeah. Uh, of course, I would. So I'm always trying to climb the ladder. I just feel the the higher the the higher you try and get, the less the jobs are there, and the more people are trying to get them. So yes. you might have to wait a while. But I think the people, the ones that get them, are the ones that are good. Yep. And the ones that stick it out the longest. Yeah. Yep. You know, I feel sorry for the people that are, and a lot of them listen to this podcast, that are in the really small towns with no producer. Uh, they've probably been there for four or five years. They're wondering how the hell to get out of there. I worked at metro stations before working on the coast. So I feel like I know a lot of these people in radio, as you would know, it's, it, it's a lot about who you know as well. Yes. You make these connections that they just don't have and they don't know how to go about it. And yeah, you can let your audio do the talking, but you know, at the same time, it's hard to climb that ladder. We've got a producer, so I'm happy with that. Yep. Um, fourth year there and all our ratings have gone well. So I get a lot of creative freedom to, yeah. to do the things that I want to do. So you know, while I'm happy there and I'll stay there for another four, five years, whatever, I'm in a great position because I can wait for that perfect thing to come up. Right. I'm not sitting there dying to get out of there because I, I'm i loving it. I, yeah. I'm enjoying where I'm at. So I'm not going to just jump at the first thing that comes my way because I'm desperate to go. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm so jealous that you... um that you've got this great lifestyle as well as a great gig. Yeah. It, it's difficult with radio to get both. Oh, and, and look, this is probably more speaking from a producer's perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I mean, producing gigs normally go hand in hand with metro areas. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I've always wanted to, to, to live outside of town. Because I live about, yeah, an hour and a half outside of um, Well, so that's the same as me. Sydney. Yeah. That's the same. That's the thing. That's the same as me. So when, it, when the job came up, uh, I think Newcastle was up for grabs at the same time. And while that's a little bit of a bigger market, yeah. it's two hours from Sydney. We're kind of in between the two. Newcastle's right there. Sydney's right there. I have a lot of people that, call our show and they think we're a Sydney radio station. Right. We're taking calls from people that live in Manly or, you know, wherever it might be. And they think we're on a, a Sydney station because yeah, they can pick yeah, us yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah. we get people in Newcastle. We're in a pretty good spot. Yeah. We're in a really good spot. So no, that's, that's, that's awesome. But I think the I, problem is though, what yeah. I will say, it's a very transient station. So a lot of people come there and their goal is to get the next thing. So it's not like a Kyle and Jackie O situation where, you know, I wouldn't say a lot of the people aspire to get there. And once they're there, they stay as long as they can. Yeah. It's kind of a stepping stone. So we've changed producers three times right. because they, you know, they want to move on to the next best thing. So then you've got a new producer coming in and you've got to work with them from the ground up as well. Yep. Um, you know, Brie left, she went to New Zealand. So all of a sudden you got a new co-host. Yeah. I'm sure Ash and myself both, you know, looking at the next thing, I guess, as everyone does. But, you know, she might leave before I do, and then there's a new co-host coming yeah. in. So Can I tell you, by the way, before I forget, Ash is ridiculously talented. Yeah, it's yeah. good. She's like, yeah. you guys are doing a great show. Yeah, it's different to Bray and I. It's not the same. Yes. But yes. I, I really like where we're at. Yeah. It's a, it's a good feel, and um, it's a good team. We have uh, a new producer on board as well, so yeah. it's a good team. It's funny, when you left, when you announced you were leaving, I was like, Oh, maybe you might like a lifestyle change yeah, and yeah, get him on over. Take a little bit less money, but you know, the you wouldn't have to get up at one thirty. Yeah, I thought maybe yeah, yeah. I'll hit you up and you could come produce for us, but you wanted to get out altogether. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's you were dumb. Yeah. No, I, I was I was dumb. Yeah. yeah. I was dumb. I enjoy what I'm doing now. Yeah. It's good. It's chill. Yeah. I did want to ask you about writing the book. Yes. Uh, because I read the book. Yep. What was that process like? The process was great. So it it 
look, it took Kyle and I about three or four months to write 110,000 words. Yeah. So it was very quick. It was a cracking pace that we wrote that book at. Uh, and, and the reason being because we both just like loved it, you know? And, and so the process worked like this. Kyle lived um, in a opposite to John Ibrahim at Dover Heights, right? And we would, uh, after the radio show, because I was working on the radio show at the time, we would then uh, go to his place and he'd lay down in bed and put an ashtray on his belly and he'd chain smoke cigarettes and I would basically just ask him a whole lot of questions uh, about, right, so, you know, for this chapter, I was really keen for us to hit, uh, you know, Townsville, right? And we'd talk about it, we'd talk about it. We'd talk about it for maybe uh, four or five hours, and I would then go off to the pub, and I'd write it all up, right? And then the next day, I'd come back, um, and we'd go through what I'd written, we'd make any change, and we'd move on to the next chapter. Now, to make this even more uh, weird, this whole process, is... At the time of uh, writing the book, I had got I had gotten sacked from Today FM, and I was sort of like all over the joint as well. Like that's I, the other thing I want to talk to oh, you about right, as well. Yeah, well, we can, yeah, we, can yeah. we can get, get into to that, that very that, soon. <laughs> that's sort of you know I, I was trying to juggle, uh, yeah, many things in life, including uh, writing Kyle's book. But I've got to say, creatively, it was one of the best things. Uh, Kyle and I ever did. What like, was in it, it for you? What made you want to take on that project? Because, I mean, that's not a, an easy project. $60,000. Okay, so you got some good cash. Oh, I don't know uh, if I can say that, but yeah, <laughs> well, you know, whatever. That's good. Yeah, no, it was good money. It, it, is that it off the back money. of sales or is that just an upfront fee? Oh, no, just an upfront fee. Wow. And I think that that's there was cool. a clause in there that, uh, what was the clause? That they would dock money if they had to bring in like someone else to rewrite it. Right. And I was like, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Had you, but you had no experience in writing books. No, no, no. And that was kind of the funny <laughs> thing, which was Kyle met with the publisher and said to them, yeah, okay, cool. I'll do this book, but you have to hire my mate to write it. And they're like, oh, fuck, no. here we go. Yeah. And they met me just thinking that they were going to meet this total fuckwit. And they did. But I, <laughs> I knew enough. I knew enough about writing. Like, you know, in high school, I, um, I, 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 English and extension English were one of my favorite topics. And at uni, I, I did, you know, uh, international relations and, and political sciences. And, and, and I had studied journalism as well. So I'm not saying I'm necessarily the world's smartest man, but I knew my way around uh, writing. I like rock climbing when I was at school too. You don't see me out there climbing <laughs> rocks. You know, it doesn't make you a, a writer of a book. Yeah. So yeah, no yeah. one came along afterwards and, and, and changed anything. What no, you guys was, put together I mean, was there was it. an editor that was like, geez, you know, there's a bit of, bit of trash that has to be cleaned up. And yep. I was like, oh yeah, my apologies. And how but much it didn't of it, have to get rewritten. And how much of it was uh, all factual, all real? Oh yeah, yeah, Do you have yeah, to yeah, check yeah, out yeah. that stuff? So if you mentioned Jackie O in the book, did, did she get a say in it? Well, yeah, I, I met with um, I met with a certain number of uh, really important people in Kyle's life, including Jackie, um, to just ask them questions about Kyle's life. Because before even writing anything, I just wanted to uh, put together a bit of a mud map of what the book would look like and how important and how weighted um, 
each subject would be in terms of like a word count. So let's just say, um, this isn't a specific example, but let's just say that um, nothing much happened for him up in Darwin. Okay, cool. Let's not spend a whole lot of time there. But he fell in love when he was in Perth. Great. We'll spend a lot of time with that. You know, so it's just kind of figuring out that side of it. Yep. But it was uh, it was an incredible process. Like I, I look back at that so fondly and, and so proudly. And, and, and I just do want to point out, you know, a lot of people were like, ah, oh, you just wrote it and Kyle had no input. It, it is Kyle's book. Like Kyle certainly did have a lot of input into it. You know? Yeah. It's uh, like I said earlier in the chat, I mean, I use it as a bit of a timeline. I go, oh, he was in Darwin then yeah. and oh, he was in Perth then and oh, I'm here and there. And he was in Brisbane at a certain age. And I think a lot of people would have read it and, and used it as a, a bit of a guideline for themselves because a lot of people think they're going to make it in their twenties or they're cooked. Yeah. Well, you know, what's the, the one lesson from Kyle's book. And once again, this is a love him or hate him kind of a thing. If you want to get far in the media, you have to have a little bit of professional uh, arrogance about yourself. Yeah. So if you have read Kyle's book, you'll notice that he went up to executives who he had no business talking to, like at <laughs> yeah. the time, like your Brad Marches and your Guy Dobsons and all that kind of stuff and saying, hey, Brisbane's a shithole. Um, I want to be doing something national. What's the go? What do you, you think that for? stuff still works these days? Do you, know, uh, like, do you think there'll ever be another? I think, you, I, I think to an extent you do need to be, you need to back yourself because yeah. if you're not, if you're not openly believing in yourself and having a healthy professional ego, if mm. you're just if you're just rolling with the punches, I think that um, you won't necessarily jump on people's radars. I, I do think you've got to make some noise. First and foremost, yeah, you have to be real. Um, but shit, if you're not your own best spokesperson, yeah. who else is going to be? Because no one else is necessarily going to look out for your best interests better than you will your own. Oh, right? mate, I'll be honest with you. It's the only reason I started this podcast. So, so <laughs> radio people listen to it. They yeah. go, God, that oh, guy's so, good. He's so wise. He's just so good. He I mean, gets how, it. How yeah. good is he? Yeah, Do you reckon yeah. Kyle and Jackie O will listen to this? Uh, yes, they will. They'll listen to this, will Yeah, they? yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's no reason that they wouldn't. Because yeah. you're on it? Uh, yeah, probably because they get a mention. They're like, oh, fuck, what's the context? And Jackie's a radio geek as well. Yeah. She's always listening to podcasts. And yeah, they, 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 they really are radio people. I think everyone's just got to gotta relax with all that. Yes, they love radio. Mm. Yes. Okay. Well, sorry I mentioned it, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, Kyle and Jackie. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, fired from Today FM. Oh, yes. Yeah. What was that over again? I was trying to remember before the podcast. I thought, what is that about? Yeah, yeah. I, I had made um, I had made some um, distasteful uh, tweets, like some uh, jokes right. about the um, the shootings in, in Colorado in the cinema. God. Um, and, uh, and that was it, but you know, what about, you had a few drinks, you just jumped on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. It, was, it was, it was on a Friday night. Um, uh, look, I've, I've got a pretty inappropriate sense of humor. I guess it was one of those things of, 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 um, of not really considering how, uh, how bad it would, um, how bad it would look. Look, I'll be frank. I was in and out of rehab at the time. Yep. I wasn't doing particularly well. Um, you know, some mornings, uh, I didn't come into work cause, uh, I was locked up in a psychiatric hospital wow. somewhere. It got a little bit loose during that time and, um, getting fired from today FM was probably the kick in the ass that I needed, uh, to then, um, 
go back to rehab, give it a serious go and get my shit together. Um, and, and look, it, it helped in hindsight. And, and certainly, you know, I, the, the, there's not a single part of me that ever thinks that Today FM did the wrong thing. Uh, I, I, I certainly was a, uh, a loose cannon at the time, and I wouldn't have put up with my shit if I was management. Right. You know? So it was just one of those things where, um, you know, I think that uh, a lot of people go through a bit of a, um, a bit of a mad streak in life, and and mine just happened uh, when I had a really good radio gig. Yeah. Did uh, you think that was it for you? You wouldn't work in radio again? Did, I was did convinced. You feel like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought I thought that was it, and um and 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 that realization really hurt me because I'd started in radio when um. When I was fourteen, you know, like how old are you now? Uh, thirty-three. You look forty-three. Yeah, I know. I look, I look fucking <laughs> horrid. You know what it is? So it's I'm losing work. your hair. It's yeah. having a big nose. It's getting your neck cut over. It's, but you've done all... a lot as well for that age. Yes. So yeah, you've covered a lot of ground. So but, that that's why. But yeah, I got, I got really sad having this realization that that was um, that that was going to be it. And 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 after I got fired. Even though I was still doing Kyle's book, so that kept me kind of busy. That sixty um, grand helped. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah, time. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I blew it all on a car. That was smart. <laughs> um, uh, and and you know, I tried to call and get in touch with so many radio stations, being like, oh, you know, do you have anything or whatever it is? And you know, some networks never even got back to me or whatever it was. And you know, like that that really. To this day, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm resentful about it, but it, it like, um, it, it hurts me, you know, yeah. like I'm like, ah, shit, you know? And ever since then, whenever I've seen anyone in a vulnerable position where they literally can't do anything for you, but you can help them, I've, I've always tried to spend a little bit of extra time thinking of, 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 of what I can do to help people get back. You must've been good at the crisis management stuff though, because you would have been working with the team when they went through some pretty big stuff. Yes. You know, Kyle and Jack, that was suspended at one point. Yeah, uh, that from was suspended. Uh, the lie detector stuff. Um, uh, were you that, there for that? No, I wasn't there right. for that, but you know, I worked with a lot of the producers that were there at the time and that was, um, that was a nightmare by the sounds. Of Did things. you have to go through much crisis management stuff when you were working on the team on not, the show? N- no, not really. No. Not not more than the usual um, craziness that comes with working with the Kyle and Jackie O show. I mean, yep. obviously, there's 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 always been this um, there's always been this colourful relationship between the show and the media where. Uh, the show doesn't shy away from being controversial. In the same vein, the media doesn't shy away um, from um, from putting the boot in. So right. it, it's one of those things. It is a, a symbiotic relationship, and you um, and you roll with it. It must have been weird when you find yourself in that situation, though. I mean, you just a, a produ- not sorry, not just a producer. You're yeah. the producer of the show, no, but and, I, I, and all I, of a sudden you're in the limelight for something that you've said. Yeah, I do. Yes, yeah, it it was incredibly difficult. I remember for a few days just just trying to go out for a walk to get some fresh air, just vomiting in a footpath. Like like I was just making myself so sick from the whole thing. And you've got to remember as well, you know, I wasn't on Kyle and Jackie O money. I yeah. was maybe on, you know, um, I was on 60 or 65 grand or something like that. And to not have that income anymore and to have, um, you know, a week worth of articles being like, oh, this fucking guy, like suck yep. shit. And, but got through it. And it goes back to our point that getting your ass kicked 
by life, yes. um, I think you end up um, stronger. Uh, yeah. By, by I've never been it. through anything like that where I've sort of put my foot in it and I've had a couple of close calls where I thought, oh God, this could where, be made yeah. into something. But um, I, in 2012, I um, we worked on the Husey and Kate show Yes. and I got that at the age of 26. And I remember thinking, man, I'm young to be working with these guys. And you know, Melbourne Breakfast, Husey and Kate, I'm on yeah. board with those guys. And within the year, I'd been booted from the show. Nothing yeah. to do with Husey and Kate. Management made a different decision. Right. They wanted me to go back to Sydney and, and work with Fitz and Whipper and whatever. It wasn't working out for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. I probably got a little bit too cocky, to be honest. I was yeah. like, I'm 26. I'm working with Husey and Kate. I'm living in Melbourne. Yeah, great. Um, thought I was absolutely killing it. And I got kicked in the teeth. And I remember... Laying on my lounge room floor the the morning after I found out I was being booted from the show and just thinking that was it. Like everyone's going to think I'm a failure. Yeah. Um, how am I going to bounce back from this? This is it for me. And it is hard to pick yourself up and, and it must make it even harder, man, when you've got everyone writing about you as well. Yes. On yeah. top of that as but well. You, but you see now looking back at what you went through. I think I know the answer, but I just want to ask you, do you resent anyone in particular from it or do you just see it as it's one of those things that happen and you learn from it and you roll with it. At the time, that's hard to see, but yeah. in hindsight, you've, de uh, no, not at all. Yeah. But you know, at the time you're like, I can't believe this is happening to me. You know, what yeah. the hell? I was living in a penthouse on Chapel Street. I'm like, I've got to move out of this thing. Uh, but so yeah, yeah. At the time you're like, who's to blame? And you want to blame everyone other than yourself. Yeah. But now that I'm a bit older, I look back, it was me that didn't, it, it was me that probably didn't put the work in or yeah. it was me that um, needed to, to do things differently. And the same with you. It was you that did those tweets. Uh, it's you know one, what I mean? It's 100% me. I, I will never, ever yeah. uh, pretend that I was um, hard done or, or no. that it was, oh, they didn't get it or whatever it is. It's like, oh, um, no, I, 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 I fucked up. Yeah. Like, I, like I made a mistake and uh, I'll forever be sorry about it. And that's it. Like I, I, don't, I don't know what more I can, I can say about it, you know. Um, it makes you grateful when you bounce back though. Yeah, you know, you appreciate it. It does. And guess what? Yeah. You know, it does put fire in your belly. Like yeah. even though I thought that I wouldn't work in radio again, when I did get a sniff of an opportunity to work in it again, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work so hard. Uh, and, and you know, when, when I got back with Kyle and Jack, I was like, I'm going to get obsessive about this because yeah, there is a part of me that wants to, that wants to prove everyone wrong that I'm not just, um, this loose cannon, crazy producer whose emails they wouldn't even return. I, I, I'm worthy of being in the industry, yep. you know, and that, that, that meant a lot to me. Do you feel like you'll, you go back at any point? I know you're doing the management stuff with Kyle. Do you uh, think you'll go back at any point just purely off missing doing it or maybe an opportunity presents itself down the track and you can do both or you feel like this is it for a while? I, th I think this will be it for, for a while. A while. Yeah. This this feels like such a great fit. Yeah. Um. I, I I really enjoy what I'm doing. Um, Is it weird that you've dedicated a, a lot of your life to pretty much one dude? When you think about yeah. I mean, I know you work on the team, Kyle and Jackie O, yep. but especially with Kyle's book and the TV show and all that stuff, you, you're dedicating a lot of your time to another guy. Yeah, but you see, I don't see that as necessarily being a problem because as I get older, I start to realise that you should uh, work and surround yourself with people that you admire and that you believe are crazy talented at what they do because by default, um, 
you'll you'll grow to kind of get to their level. And, um, you know, without sounding like a sycophant, I believe that Kyle is one of the best on earth at what he does. And uh, from a very early age, I was very um, uh, attracted to his mind. I think that he's, he's, he's got such a great uh, radio and media mind. And I was like, yeah, I do want to learn from him. I want to work with him because I think that it makes me better. It makes me grow. It makes me learn a lot more. I mean, like how many, you know, you've worked at a range of different stations and how many people have you worked with that you believe would be in that category of world-class at what they do? Oh, there'd be a lot of people listening right now going, he better yeah, mention yeah, me. Better mention my name. <laughs> no, but okay. So for example, yeah. Fitzy and Whipper, yeah. I would say are world-class at what they do. And by that, I mean, very literally, um, when I was at a radio conference uh, in Paris, people spoke to me um, about, oh yeah, no, we, we, we keep an ear out for Australian radio and we listened to, to Kyle and Jack in Fitzy and Whipper. Yeah. So yeah, oh, look, I, I think anyone that's had longevity in the Sydney market, definitely, yeah. you know, yeah. so many come and go and, you know, I can think of three shows in recent times. I mean, you can always go back to the Doug Mulrays and those kind of guys, but yeah. you know, it's Kyle and Jackie O, it's Fitzy and Whipper and it's Jonesy and Amanda. Yeah. You know, the, you have to put the, the three of them up in that class. Yeah. Uh, you just have to give them for the fact of how competitive that market is and, how long they've managed to do it. Yes. Hamish and Andy's an obvious of one. Of course, Hamish and Andy. I can't believe I even forgot and, them. Of course, yeah. Hamish and Andy. Um, I would throw in um, Husey and Kate. Yeah. Um, I, I used to listen. Well, I mean, I still do. But, you know, when you were mentioning um, uh, Nova uh, Breakfast in Melbourne, like I, I used to podcast them when I was at uni religiously. And there's this one particular bit that uh, I, I thought was just shows you how clever they were as a show, which was they got a goat farmer or a goat herder and they did an experiment of where in Melbourne you could and couldn't bring your goat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was a llama one. Anyway, you know, they tried to do everything from getting them uh, onto a, herding it onto a, um, uh, onto a, a tram and into a Seven Eleven and, um, up a lift into an office bill. Like it was, it was, it was great radio and it was compelling. And, and, and I remember thinking like learning back then that sometimes the best concepts are the most simple ones. Yeah. Like, you, like you don't have to sometimes go, uh, too over the top with the idea. Something as simple as bringing a farm animal onto, into somewhere is great. It was great training ground, actually, with yeah. those guys and with the years that I spent with Fitzy and Whipper. A lot of the time they tried to move me out because, you know, I wanted to be on air. Yeah. And they said, oh, well, we've got a day job going uh, in Brisbane. Are we got a day job going? I said, no, I'm learning far more working behind the scenes with these guys for what I want to do down the track than if I just take some on-air job somewhere. Yes. You know, I'm working in a Sydney market. Anyone that works on the Kyle and Jackie O show, they're learning from the best. Yeah. You know, if they want to be on-air down the track, why not stay with them and and learn from the best? Kate, Tim and Marty, they're another one I have to mention oh, uh, for that as well. Yep. So just there's some great radio shows around at the moment. It makes it hard to climb that ladder. I'll tell yeah. you what. No, you're right. The Australian yeah. industry is pretty full yeah. of really good operators. It yeah. is. Yeah. I wish yeah. I came along at a time when it was a lot shitter, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but time you to just go. Stephen Bradbury right <laughs> through all the shit. That'll be my radio <laughs> career. I'll Stephen Bradbury it. When everyone else falls over, here comes the nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming on through. Oh, he's so nice. Not that good, but he's <laughs> oh. so nice and he's number one and we love God, him. God, put that on Gaundy's poster. <laughs> so nice. Not that good. Average podcast. <laughs> Has some great guests. 
Mate, I could honestly chat to you for so long. Oh, man, I really appreciate the chat. Thank you. Can I tell you, I'm, I'm such a fan of the podcast, um, so much so that I'd written notes of stuff that I'd wanted to mention and stuff Is there anything like that. else that you haven't got to on your phone there? Uh, what did I write? Mm. You ticked them all I off? Yeah, I guess so. I don't even know what this note meant. I must have uh, <laughs> uh, been drinking at the time. I just wrote Lutzy Natural, but I don't know what that means. Lutzy. Maybe, maybe it's to do with, um, you know, I did have an observation that you had mentioned in, in one of your podcasts that you kind of conflicted in terms of, you know, you're not like a, a radio voice kind of a guy. You know, you don't have the, you know, the, the young, it, it's a very natural voice in the same way that I noticed uh, growing up in Brisbane when uh, Lutzi's show launched with, um, who was it? It was Ash, Kip, Lutzi and Michelle. Yeah. That were the um, first breakfast show. They're still there. Nova. Minus Michelle. Yeah. Ash, yeah, Kip yeah. and Lutzi still there. Yeah. But that show went to number one within, I think, two surveys in Brisbane. And I was working at an opposition station at the time. And I remember just thinking, uh, wow, these guys are so great because they are so natural. Whilst other shows are very, um, the presenters had that traditional radio voice, they cut through because especially in a, in a city like Brisbane where, you know, everyone sees themselves very laconic and everything yeah. like that. Um, they were speaking their language and they cut through straight away. And I think I just made similarities with you wondering, oh, you know, do I have to, oh, should I, should I have been slick radio voice guy? And it's like, no, I, I think. It's funny. It's yeah. one of those things that I still think about almost at least once per show. Yep. Um, you know, I'll come off the back of a song and I'm like, oh, but if I come in too hot or am I too yeah. relaxed or, you know, it's finding that middle ground, especially when you anchor the show as well, like a Tim Blackwell or like Kyle does, yep. you, you have to come off the back of the song yeah, with a bit of something. Yeah. You, did, uh, you can't just come off the back and. You know, you can't talk just flat normal. You know, yes, it's going to yeah. be a little bit of something. So it's finding that balance between the two. But I don't know. I think radio is definitely heading that way, surely, where it's it's a lot more conversational than it's ever been before. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, what's the what's the main difference between a, a Spotify and radio? And at the end of the day, it really is uh, personality. Yeah. Right? And, and, and you'll notice that the shows that are rating best around Australia uh, are pretty much always the ones where – it's it's the people that do command the most attention from their listeners based on uh, their personalities. Do you reckon you know? that's the the strength of radio moving I, forward? I, I believe so. Yeah. I think I think more and more that'll become the most important factor and the most unique factor of radio. Yeah, I, I do think that. Can only hope because I read that article on radio today, which was out today, where they've networked in the UK. Oh my God. Yeah, on yeah. Capital. And I think 43 radio shows are gone. And I read that and I thought, man, maybe I should buy a cafe and just get into the hospitality business because if they network now, I'd be out. It's um, it's really sad, isn't it? Yeah. It's really, really sad because I, I, I still consider the UK as being just one of those great markets and it just feels like, oh shit, you know, that's, um, uh, I, I feel radio as a medium is, is, is poorer for that. You know? mm. Yeah. It's also poorer for you not being in it, mate. What? I'm pointing at you, not outside oh, the... Sorry, I yeah. thought there was someone, there was someone like looking in outside. There like, is people circling, but I don't someone's know. Someone's going to hit me or doing. something like that. I got really... Uh, but no, it, radio's lost that you're not working in it anymore. Oh, um, I'm around. If anyone around. needs anything, I'm around. Okay, well... Everyone knows how to get in touch with me. Reach out. Bruno's reach there out. for you. Yeah. Mate, appreciate I the mean, time. I mean, thank you so much. Honestly, yeah. is it... Real, real buzz and thrilled to be on the podcast. Thank you, mate. I brought my white shirt today because I know that you guys, the producing <laughs> team, you do those videos, white shirt boys. Yeah. So I've got mine with me and uh, we've got to do it. Oh, yeah. We're, 
so how are you going to put it on? I'm just going to slip it on. I didn't, oh. I've been up since four. I couldn't wear it all day. Oh, right. You're stinking it up by now. Oh, no. This is my shirt from 5 a.m. So We can do this. Are you taking your shirt off or are you putting it over <laughs> what, your What do you want me to shirt? do? No, I mean, you know, like there's people out there. I don't, you know, I'll put I mean, it straight over and we can end the podcast on a bit of white shirt, boys. Yeah? <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, you you got you on the producing team. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do the white shirt boys. Yeah. It was a bit of a um, bit of a bit of a blokey fraternity within the show where, you know, we just thought that a few of the boys coming together wearing a white shirt, you know, it was a it was a good thing. Let's uh, take that's it out. All, all right, let's go. White, white shirt boys. White shirt boys. White shirt boys. <laughs> Thanks, Bruno. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Love the chat, man. That's great. The Radio Randomly Podcast. Hosted by Gondi, chatting randomly to radio people about radio.